0: Family values. Those two words together have been code, have become code for a host of particularities about how we relate with one another in our household and in our society. But if you look at them simply by themselves, they are lifeless. They don't have specific definitions. What they do highlight together, family values, is that there are values shared by the same family. Values shared by those who are in relationship with one another. We're talking about family values today in our Gospel lesson, not in the ways that they've been interpreted in 21st century Western American culture, but in particular in the ways that Jesus is defining what it means to be a part of a family, what it means to be a part of His family, You probably have friends who you treat as family, because they share your values. And indeed, as a church, we often refer to the church as family, because we share the same values, at least as they pertain to being a follower of Jesus. One of the singular, most important values that we share is that of the triune God, and the importance of learning to be a follower of Jesus. Otherwise, we wouldn't come here together on a weekly basis if we didn't all share that value. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus breaks open what it means to be a part of his family. It opens our gospel lesson today with people coming to him so frequently that he doesn't even have time to eat. You know those kind of days, you've had them. Perhaps you set out to have lunch but you were interrupted by a phone call, or a real quick question, or someone comes into your office and says, I just need to ask you something, and then they shut the door, and you think, this is not going to be quick. (laughs) This is Jesus' experience with those coming to him for healing and wholeness. We find ourselves in the third chapter of Mark, and this is not the first time this has happened to Jesus. In the first chapter, Jesus goes away to pray, and you remember that the disciples hunted for him, because people were asking for him. People want to be near Jesus. In the second chapter of Mark, Jesus returns home and word gets out that he's back in town. And people find out which house he's in, and they crowd the door because they want to be near him. They want to bring to him, they're sick, they're injured, they're lame, the blind, the deaf. Those who need healing, they want Jesus's attention. And in that second chapter, we hear of the story of some people bringing their paralyzed friend because they too wanted Jesus to touch this man and make him well. But the crowds were so collected around the doorway they couldn't even get in, they removed the roof and lowered their friend down to him. Those are two stories from the first two chapters. And so the scene is set as we arrive here in this third chapter. Jesus once again has people coming to him, person after person, desiring healing and wholeness. They'll let him go. Yes, he can go eat lunch just as soon as he attends to them. One more person, Jesus. My daughter, my son, my husband, my wife. Please, me. This is where we find ourselves. And Jesus, with compassion, again and again, reaches out and heals them. In doing this, though, he breaks some very important rules and laws shared by the people. From one moment he might touch a leper, and the next he might touch someone who's lame. There were specific rules about touching particular people. Those rules developed over the belief of infectiousness, although maybe they wouldn't have used that word. But people came to notice, if you were with this person one day and then you were with this person the next day, and this person had this sickness, and this person didn't, and now this person does, maybe we need to make a period of time that you don't touch other people. We know this even from our news this week, with the MERS virus. One person. And now there's 36 confirmed cases, and 1,600 people that are quarantined. This is what people have known for a long time. When you touch a particular person, there should be a period of time before you touch anyone else. And Jesus is breaking these rules. He's not observing these periods of time. Is he out of his mind? Remember that story last fall about the nurse who was attending to an Ebola patient in Texas and was thought that she was infected and then she got in an airplane and she went to see her mom in Indiana? Something like that. People said, Is she crazy? She's a nurse. Doesn't she know how this works? Maybe she's not a very good nurse after all. And this is the kind of question being raised about Jesus. Doesn't he know these rules, and yet he doesn't follow them? He calls himself a healer, and yet he doesn't practice healing ways? Maybe he has a demon. This has started to trickle around people talking about how is it that he keeps breaking these rules. Maybe he has an ulterior motive, another objective. Maybe he's actually come to destroy us. In any case, he's missing something very important. He's disregarding some of the things that we hold most dear. And word has gotten back to his family, his mother, his brothers and sisters, that he's out of his mind. And they set out to restrain him might that look like, that restraining? Are they going to tie his hands behind his back? Or are they just going to grab him by the arm and pull him away from everyone? And who had talked to Jesus before word got to his family? I would imagine the disciples that were nearest to him, cautioned him, warned him, told him, you should take a break. You're breaking the rules. The scribes come down and then they say, you know what? He's breaking the rules. Maybe he has a demon. Jesus points out the falseness of their reasoning by reminding them that a house divided against itself cannot stand. In just his simple point, he shows them the falsehood of their accusation. If they say that he indeed has a demon and he's casting out demons, then don't worry, this is all going to go away in a little bit. But if that is not the case, then they are charged to acknowledge where does his power come from? Who is the strong man here? And who is the one that binds up the strong man and cleans house? Jesus points out to them that if they can't be open enough to the movement of the Spirit, if their hearts are so hard that they can't see what it is that Jesus is doing, healing and making people whole, and that this is the act of God, then he didn't even know what to say. It seems hopeless from what he can see. We are called to acknowledge what it is that shares, the values that we share with Jesus, that Jesus calls us into sharing, because he has set the stage in his little speech to those listeners as we read it in Mark's Gospel pointing out that his followers can see that the works that he does are of the Father. He then makes the point, then who is my family? They are the ones that share my values. That all is in submission to God. And that God is going to be glorified in all of it. Notice the works I do, Jesus says, in other portions of the gospel. If you don't believe me, at least believe what was done." And so we find ourselves at the conclusion of our Gospel lesson today, wondering perhaps if we're paying attention, what does it mean to be a part of God's family? We have been invited in as we share the values that Christ has demonstrated for us. The values of healing and wholeness, that God can work in miraculous ways attending to the most needy among us, and that God has the infinite ability, the infinite ability to tend to those needs. That God can continue to give so that God's glory might be known in the world. So we can ask ourselves, are we paying attention? How is God working in the world about us? What is God using to make known God's goodness, God's love, God's healing and wholeness. How is God doing this around us? How is God doing this in me? Jesus invites us to open our eyes to notice. Because when we do, we see that God indeed has an infinite amount to give. That God tends to our deepest longings and desires. God can do this. And when we open our eyes and see, we recognize the way that we are united in God's family. And we can't help but do what Jesus did, which is to give glory to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.